Hello, 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 my friends, and welcome back to the Turned On Podcast, wherever you are in this great country, and whatever season you find yourself in right now, you know, we started this this new kind of series, it's the Turned On series, but it's the Turned On Within Turned On, <laughs> and we started it with episode 179, and uh, it was getting back, we need to get back to where we once were. And then last week, uh, we asked ourselves the question, is is this just the way it is sometimes when it feels like life isn't moving or things aren't going the way you want or you're you're in a season where you're having to overcome a lot, which I know we all are. Is this just the way it is? And we talked about action steps and we talked about you know accountability and all these things and I realized we forgot something. What could that be? We forgot to listen. You know, God never calls us to be idle, but... We have to listen to him first before we take action. And what does that mean? Hmm. Loud and clear. Here's what I'll do. I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to wait on you. I've tasted your goodness. I'm trusting your promise. I'm going to wait on you. Huh. I'm going to wait on you. Think about that. I was waiting for three days. Angela, you know, as, as we fade out here, um, you know, I had a fast at the beginning of last week for three days, and I knew I would come back and I'd talk to you guys about it a little bit. And it was a lot of waiting, and this song came to me in my fast by Elevation Worship, and waiting on the Lord, and it came to me in the first day, and I just, it's still in my head over a week later, and I just keep thinking, wait on you. I wake up in the middle of the night going, I'm going to wait on you. Now, again, God does not want passive people. He doesn't want people that sit back there. But are we listening to him before we get into action? In other words, we talked about taking action steps. We talk about accountability. We talk about reviving this world. We talk about being turned on. Those are all physical action things. To turn on is a verb, right? But... Are we waiting on those signals from God? Because, Angela, you know we've been impatient. We've been super impatient, and sometimes we made decisions that we look back and we go, did we get that word from God or did we not? Mm, yes, and I know I know. one of the things that you're referring to is when we left Nashville. And so we're here in Texas, and we haven't felt at home in a really long time. And so we're in this season where naturally the first thing you want to do is go back. Like you just want to go back, and you want to return to um, the place that you felt at home again, and yet being you know in obedience to Christ, I don't want to take every matter, even though we I feel like there's so much that we do control and so much that we do steward because essentially there's no puppet strings. Like he is in control of, of, of everything, but at the same time there's no puppet strings. We have free will. Yeah, you know we do have free will. So you know I think about just that right there, and what have we been saying? We're like oh, we feel like we just need to wait on him. Like we have to yeah. get confirmation. Before we make another move like that. Well, it's a broad brush because remember, we talked about you guys, you're all going through a season in your life right now where it could be, I want to get back to that body that I had a couple years ago, or I want to get back to that relationship, that marriage that I had at the beginning. Um, I want to get back to have that fire in my belly for my business that I once had, you know, or it could be a physical location. And when we look at this, you know, I am an impatient person. Angie, do you know anyone more impatient than me? No. 
All right. No, so, absolutely not. <laughs> and and I know the Bible says specifically, do not let anybody know that you're fasting. Don't walk around with a long face on and go, oh my gosh, look at me, I'm fasting. We're not doing that. No. But this was this was my first real three-day water fast. But Jesus said when you fast. He talked about right. fasting. He specifically said, like, even when it came to casting out yeah. you know, demonic activity from somebody, he was like, this one requires prayer and fasting. So you have to talk about fasting because right. it's a biblical commandment, essentially. So in, in, episode, um, in episode 180, I believe it was, I, I talked about this Winston Churchill quote being, People are very note-rich and application-poor. So I have a whole notebook. Literally, I bought a brand-new notebook for this fast, and in three days, I filled the notebook. Now, it is note-rich. <laughs> it is note-rich. I mean, I don't even know where to begin with you guys today. But if I'm application-poor, meaning I'm not taking that fast, and I just go, oh, that was a nice three days, and I got a little bit, and I come back to my life, and nothing changes, then I'm application-poor. And I want to keep reminding you of that quote. Because Winston Churchill, and I said it last week, and I'll say it again, he said, success is not final, and failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue. And even in the, the most basic form, the reason why fasting is a metaphor for, for more, of you, more of God, less of you, is because even in the middle, you know, hey, you made it a day and a half, but David, it just, you're not there yet. You know, you got another day and a half to go. Or, you know, uh, failure is not final. Oh, my gosh, uh, I don't know if I can give in. No, we will go forward. So this becomes then this invitation today. And Angelique are, and I are going to keep inviting you to be turned on. This is the new invitation. We, we had confirmation of that with the passing of my father, um, that family and putting families first and bringing families together, keeping them at home, more time together, uh, time away from devices, time loving one another, hugging one another, touching one another, smelling one another, holding one another, um, you name it, turned on. We're inviting you. This week, we're going to talk specifically about waiting on a word, waiting on the Lord, okay? And uh, we're going to ask sometimes if there's been pain in your life, physical pain, uh, emotional pain, you're going to ask yourself sometimes, does that pain have a purpose? When you go through a fast, is this, is this going to have a purpose? You know, and Angelique warned me. She's like, you, you know, don't go in expecting too much or too little. Just go in. And she allowed me to do this, guys. She allowed me to leave the house at 8 o'clock in the morning. And um, I spent all day. Yeah, I, about 12 hours every day. Yeah, and I didn't come home until after sunset each night. And then when I came home, there was no devices or nothing. We just kind of talked. But I was literally alone. I've never, ever spent that much time, consecutive days, alone with the Lord. Just, I mean, sometimes I just sat for hours. Sometimes uh, I, I actually went back. I started off at a Catholic church. And, and I think, <laughs> this is a whole other episode. I won't go into <laughs> it. The reason why I started off in a Catholic church is because I had a lot of animosity towards, towards the church and um, the church that I grew up in. And... One of the one of the my first revelations when I sat in that Catholic church that was real close to my house is it's beautiful and my parents are still practicing Catholics and I thought to myself there was a huge pit of regret that I let my animosity toward the church and and some things that happened you know in my past and just my discontent with it I let that keep me from taking my parents there and that was the first big lesson the first big lesson of this fast was here is a beautiful place that because you were stubborn and you had you had maybe condemnation in your heart for the church that you wouldn't take your parents there. And, you know, I kind of had to deal with that at first. Yeah, but I think it wasn't that you didn't want them to go to church. 
I think that it was you wanted them to be fed. Mm-hmm. And um, you felt that your time was better leveraged with them spiritually as a legacy for, you know, for that time with them is to teach them the word. Yeah. Um, so it's not that you prevented them from worshiping, right? <laughs> you know, God, that is not at all what it is. It was, and it, you didn't stop them from going. They just, as a matter of fact, when they were here, they really just chose to watch church online, you know, at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York city, rather than take them to a church here. They didn't know. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe mom wouldn't have liked that church. You don't know who knows, but the re- regardless, you can't put that on yourself. It was more that we spent so much time with them talking about God, um, Honestly, David's dad was baptized as a result of those conversations. That, yeah, and so and look, it's not that. And and here's the here's the beautiful part. And you know whether you guys care or not. I mean, um, this is just the way it's starting because I have to be vulnerable. Is um, I took I took communion those three days. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some there were some revelations like I'm. There were things that I confirmed and things that I was like, maybe I'm, I'm holding too much. And there's a lot of people mm. that are, are thirsty for God. Mm-hmm. They are thirsty for God. I mean, on a Monday, there was 100 people there at 9 o'clock in the morning, thirsty for God. Sure. What they're getting, I don't know. That's a whole other story. But I know this, that the first reading in church, it said uh, for, it was from Luke, and it said, stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. Stop judging, and you will not be judged. The measure you give it will be given back to you. And I figured, man, if that didn't hit me right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did get a word because— Spirit of condemnation and the spirit of judgment is w- one of those ones that I wanted to get past. But if if we go back to you, listener, and how you're going to benefit from, from this, I need to let you guys know that when you wait on the Lord and when you ask for a word in this world that is so impatient, Let's be honest. It's I know I'm impatient, but the world has grown impatient. And and what happens is we do have to wait. We have to be silent. We have to get in a place. So I went to church. I spent four or five days because it was quiet in church. And then I would just go out by the water, and I would listen to podcasts. I'd listen to worship music. Um, and what I realized is that I was being fed. We need time alone with God. We do. And, you know, whatever your situation is in right now, I want to speak to you. If you're on cruise control in life, if you've put your diet on cruise control, if you've put your marriage on cruise control, um, your job, your career on cruise control, any major decisions, and and you're just kind of checking out and going through the motions, it's time to wake up. You know, I I, I probably said this C.S. Lewis quote a million times in my book, but I can't think of a better quote for this time and place in this generation, especially where we are now as a culture. And C.S. Lewis says the safest road to hell is a gradual one it's a gentle slope there are no sudden turns there are no signposts saying warning you you it's 2019 and you're like okay here comes a pandemic and the world's changing next thing you know it's it's 20 it'll be 2025 you're like where did those last you know five six years go how did my how did my bank account get like this how did my body get like this how did my relationships get like this because that was what the enemy brought in he brought in that pandemic as the road to hell. And it was a gradual one. At times it felt like, wow, where is this? But we all acquiesced and did these things that we would never ever do because gradually we said, okay, well, first it's just don't go out here. And then it's don't go out here. Then it's don't go out at all. You know, first it's like just one shot. Then it's like two shots. Then it's like 13 shots. Okay. It's a gradual road to hell and it's not by mistake. Let's move forward. Cruise control now. We're in 2023. 
whatever's happening in your life, it's sometimes like you, it's like you ever go to bed at night or you're, and you're watching TV or something and all of a sudden you're like, what am I doing watching this infomercial for 20 minutes? Like, how did I get here? Did I just check out? Or why is the why is the kids' TV still on? Why did we turn that off? Why did we go to bed a long time ago? Because we just got lulled into this weird place on cruise control. And so the first thing, whatever deal you're dealing with right now, and if you need clarity and you need to take action steps and accountability, which are important, but first you want to hear from God, the first thing I would tell you is this. You're really not in as a unique situation as you probably think you are. And I know I know I, I can't speak for you. And I don't I don't want to try to and I don't want to offend you. But sometimes we need to be reminded of this that we're not alone. Certainly we're not alone because we have the Holy Spirit, but we're not alone in terms of the situation. I'll repeat it. You're probably not in as a unique situation as it feels like sometimes when you feel like maybe you're the only one. You know, when it when adversity hits, and even in the littlest type of adversity, right? Or the big giant things that happen in life, death, sickness, divorce, infidelity. You know, when adversity hits, we tend to think of ourselves as being what? Alone. Alone. What does the devil try to do? The devil wants us to feel alone, alienated. That's where he thinks he can get us. That's where he tried to get Jesus. That's where he tried to tempt him. You're alone, you're starving, you're alienated. Now is the time. Adversity will make you feel alone. It'll make you feel like you're in a hole. But I said over and over again in episode 179, we're all we're all juggling so many things now. We're all spinning our plates. We're all feeling these what they, I would call this labor pain of this time and place in our lives that we've probably never been through before. Labor pains. We're going through them. A lot of people right now are going through financial labor pains, and it sucks. I feel you. A lot of people are going through relational labor pains, and it's terrible. And we feel alone. But the Lord tells us this, and take this to heart. He says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. So, you know, nothing that you're tempted to do, scream out, nothing that hurts you, nothing that has you thinking differently or in pain, it's common. It says it, and it sometimes it doesn't help. You're like, hey, that's great. I, it says it perfect, David, you know, but it's not really helping me right now. But it does help to know we're not alone. Lust, gluttony, envy, jealousy, these are all things, these are all temptations that are common to man, and we were warned. But, you know, God's faithful. And he also says that he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And he will provide a way out so you can endure it. That's 1 Corinthians 10, 13. He'll provide a way out. So what you're feeling in some way, somebody else is feeling. I can't imagine the things that we've been through as a family and personally in the last couple of years. I mean, <laughs> we're feeling it. Um, and as I wrote these notes, I just sat in this coffee shop one day in the middle of this fast. And, you know, it's funny because people, they ask you what you're doing sometimes. You're like, oh, I'm just fasting. And most people are like, by, by choice? <laughs> like you wanted to even... I, I, I might as well tell you now, 
um, just to be safe, I, I probably went a little too far. Um, I ended up the, the, the last night, this is a sidetrack. I won't go deep into it. It's not a big deal, but I ended up in the hospital cause I was, I went into ketoacidosis. I fasted a little bit too hard. And, um, and even the doctor, when he came in the ER, he's like, so tell me what's going on. I'm like, well, uh, I've been fasting for three days. <laughs> and the doctor looks at me, he goes, uh, by choice, like you wanted to do that. And I'm like, yeah, it was a, it was a faith-based thing, my friend. And, um, he didn't really understand that, but that's for a whole nother story. It was, it was just a little scare, but fasting is safe. It just, I just had a little panic moment there. Okay. So let's get back to some action steps in terms of fasting, in terms of listening to God, in terms of what you can take from this podcast. Um, so much of our adult life is, is now what can we bear? When you're a child, you, it, everything's about when are you going to have the next fun, right? Think back to when you were, I mean, some of us have had hard upbringings. It's not all great, but most, most of the time when you're a child is what can I get? Where's the party? Where's the play playground? Where's the next football game? Um, what's the next movie we can watch? So much of your life is deciding how much fun you can have. And sometimes when you get older and you have kids and you have a job and a mortgage and a car payment, all of a sudden life shifts. And it's like, how much, (laughs) how much can I bear? Um, how much of this is supposed to be hard versus how much of this God said would be easy. Think about that. It's, it's a massive shift in when you're, when you're a child and you're growing up, it's like, where's the next party? I really have nothing to think about. My parents are paying for everything. Uh, I just want to have fun. And then when you get older, you're like, um, this mortgage is big. Uh, these health problems are coming up. I'm not as active as I used to be. How much of this can I bear? And that's when we turn to God. That's when we look for answers. That's when we go and say, I need to be alone for a little bit. Because it doesn't have to be hard. And God tells us it doesn't have to be hard. Because there's that old cliche, though, when the going gets tough, what happens, Ange? The tough get going. Right. As a matter of fact, the tough just got going upstairs. I had to walk away because there was a diaper explosion. <sighs> Sorry. Better you than me. Yeah, better me than but you. But I've been there. I've, I've done my fair share. Yes. <laughs> so um, there's there's a safe and easy road that a lot of people are taking right now, and I, and I urge you, listener, um, don't take that road. Don't take that safe road because that's the one that C.S. Lewis says it's the road to hell. It's the gradual road to hell where you wake up one day and you're like, hey, wait a minute. This isn't what I ordered. This is not the body I ordered. This is not the relationship I ordered. This is not the career I ordered. It's the safe and easy road. It's the cruise control button to get turned on. What we have to do is we have to listen first. What is God telling us to do? Be obedient, not to jump right out of go. Is this what you're telling me? And then ask it because it says, the book says, be sober-minded and vigilant. Sober-minded means don't ask God, you know, in the middle of a, a stupor when you're depressed and you go have a, you know, a couple bottles of wine. Don't ask God for a word then, right? I mean, I'm not saying you can't get it, but it's probably not the right time. Well, I mean, he's going to talk to you. You got to be sober-minded. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but what about the guy from Corn? Yeah, what I'm saying is, but sober-minded for the long haul. I'm talking about, oh, for you know, sure. you I can mean, be plucked out of any situation at any time listen. and get a revelation. But I'm talking about when you're looking for answers and, and you're just like, hey, I've been at this for a while now. Like, I, I'm, I've am i been through the dip, right? We're talking about, like, Ange, we're talking about a dip in time. We're talking yeah. about a dip where everyone's like, hey, is the economy getting better yet? You know, are we out of this recession yet? Hey, um, is are, are we done with this stupid, you know, COVID thing? Is Are we done with this dip? And, and so we've been doing this for a while, and right now people are looking for action steps and accountability, but we have to listen first because 
you know, God does not give us an invitation to laziness, but he does give us an invitation to draw nearer to him. He gives us an invitation to seek his what? Face. To seek his face. And it's really hard to seek his face. <laughs> when you're seeing three of them. Yeah. <laughs> or, or just when you're being bombarded yeah. By, yeah. by technology. You know, Jesus tells us there's an invitation. It's, it's that invitation to the party. It's the invitation to the wedding banquet that we spoke about in the past episode where you're going to make an excuse. I don't know what the excuse may be. Oh, I'm just too busy. Um, you know, I would love to get in touch with them. I'd love to do a fast, but I can't. Or I, I just, I'm too hungry or I don't know what to do. Think about that. I don't know what to do. That was on the very first page of my notes. 5.59 on the first day of my fast. It says, my first, day of, my first revelation is this. David, stop thinking you need to be in the perfect place. Stop thinking you need to be in complete quiet to hear me. I'm everywhere, Mm -hmm. every day. Yes, there's going to be noise and people are going to be a distraction, but talk to me everywhere and anytime because I can cut through the noise, but you have to seek my face. And then second thing, you have to have self-control and free will. And the free will is to make that decision that I will seek your face and I will seek you out and that will help me. Those are all part of it. So take the invitation and then see where it takes you. But, Ange, if we talk to people right now about being quiet, you went on one before I did. So yeah. let me get your thoughts on what quietness did to you in the, in the invitation, therefore, to get tr- closer to God and seek his face. Ask me one more time. I want to make sure I'm answering When you that. were getting quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The invitation that God says, Angie, I need you to get quiet. I need you to take a couple days, no mm-hmm. matter how hard it is, and get quiet and, and seek me out and make some sacrifices. Ask for ask people for help. Hey, I need David. I, I need your help with the children. I'm trying to get closer to God. What did the quietness do for your direction? Um, unfortunately, that fast, I was I was looking for. I went into that fast looking for one thing and I came up with something else. And I think that's what God reveals to us is a lot of times um, it, it's, it's kind of like what we talk about in, in uh, our business, like sell them what they want, but you give them what they need, you know, meaning you, people get sold on something that they want, but it's when they get what they're, they're buying, they needed something more than they realized. And it probably was way off from what they had originally thought. And so when I think about my fast, I went in it going like, I'm going to come out of this with more clarity than ever. I'm going to know exactly what to do next. And I'm going to have all the answers to the test. And I'm going to be so filled with the Holy Spirit you know, that um, it's going to be like a superpower. Now, the last part of that, the latter part of that was filled with the Holy Spirit. It became a superpower for me. I told this story on a previous podcast when I was hearing from God so clearly that the day that your dad um, collapsed in our yard, I I, I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew like I had to be with him, that I had to take my phone. And it's like, there was little things that I was so in tune and sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So I do know that at the end of my fast, I was very clear in hearing from him. But I went in there asking for certain answers, but instead he revealed my heart. And my heart had revealed 
that there were areas of my life that I wasn't producing a lot of fruit. So we talk about the fruits of the spirit in Galatians and, you know, whether it's like patience and self-control and kindness and, you know, no matter what it was, like all of those things are things that I feel like that I embody on a daily basis, but I caught, I was catching myself. Yeah. Like in little tiny moments, like we always talk about moments between the moments, I was catching myself at the sink about to be resentful. I was catching myself, you know, cleaning up after people about to be bitter. I was catching myself about to be impatient when, you know, uh, I wasn't getting, you know, any quiet time. Like there was so many moments that God was like, you know, just showing me my heart. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was going, oh my gosh, this is awakening. And so it just made me realize that here I am asking of God for all of these things. Like there, like there's some superpower in a bag and rubbing a, a, you know, a, a genie's lamp. And instead he's like, well, hold on a second. Before I give you more than you're capable of handling, I need to show you what you're doing in the slightest moments of the day that are affecting your relationships mm-hmm. that blind you from seeing me that blind you from showing me that that um, prevent you from embodying Christ in your action with the the little things yeah that's not good. the big things the little things and so for our listeners I guess the best thing I can say to you is like if you're feeling lost or confused or like you're waiting for something take that time and ask for God to just reveal your heart in the little things, because we're always looking for the answers to the big things. That's good. And, you know, a lot of times it's just like, we got so much little stuff to fix. You know, it, that's a really okay. important topic for well, me. I'm glad you said that because it leads, and I don't even know this, but it leads directly right into the next part. You're talking about the little things that you could, that you get out of it and think about the big things that we go into something like this for. Like I'll, I'll be the first to admit, you know, I probably wouldn't have, if, if it hadn't been for my dad passing, I might not have decided to do a fast. Maybe I was comfortable. Right. So sure. grief is a big reason why we want to seek the Lord's face. Um, poverty and, and, and financial distress is a Struggle. big reason why people mm-hmm. see the, seek the Lord's face. Addiction is a huge reason why people seek the Lord's face. Um, health, health challenges. Yeah, Obesity is a big, uh, reason, uh, loneliness, um, and, and even infidelity. Anxiety, but yeah. here's the other two. Here's the last two. We talk about the little ones, guys. How about this? This is why we should seek the Lord's face right now. Apathy. Mm-hmm. Idleness. Sloth. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the things that that he does not want. He He's there in the big things. He's there for you that, but apathy. Are you apathetic? Have we... This is turned on. We have become lulled to sleep Mm -hmm. half the country if not more is just saying show me another tombstone from the or series what's what's the next series i can get binging on what's the next video game what's the next oscar moment we can talk about we are being lulled to sleep we're apathetic and idle and we are not immune to it but free will is the beautiful thing free will is self-control self-discipline they are synonymous so when we say why fast i heard this it says we cannot heal or receive miracles or revelation if we are in the world or we are distracted by it you wrote that i don't i don't i i wish i did i i might have but i don't have a usually i write down a quote doesn't i mean i love it i might have heard it from somebody but you don't understand i was taking so many notes during this fast and i'll say it again it's very hard or it's almost impossible to heal 
It's very hard or it's almost impossible to receive miracle. It's very hard or almost impossible to get revelation if you are too caught up in the world and too distracted by the world and you are drawing farther and farther away from the source. Going back to turned on, the light. Think about that, the light. I had a revelation again in this thing. I was sitting there the first morning before I left my house, Ange, and I'm sitting out there, and the sun had just come up, and I looked, and the sky was pink. And I said to myself, I might even said to you, I said, look how beautiful the sky is out there. Just look, it's all these pink hues. And then I turned around three minutes later, I looked in the same place, and it was pale and white and just very bland. And I thought to myself, that's weird, right? How could that sky be so beautiful two minutes ago? And I look back and it's pale and it's bland because guess what? It had, in relation to the way the light was hitting it, use that for a metaphor now. The, the, the light, the sun, the source was not hitting that sky, those clouds in the same way that it was a couple minutes ago. So that's the same way we can take that away from is where is the light, God's light, the source of all goodness? Where is it hitting us? Because if it's hitting us in the right spot, if we're seeking it out, we are going to be beautiful. We are, we are going to look like that pink sky. But if, we are, if, if, this, if the source is not hitting us and the light is not within us, then we are going to be pale and bland and we are going to be on cruise control. So we have to be open to receiving those miracles because God's invitation to cleanse, like it says in the Bible, you mentioned it very well, is not if, but when. Cleansing, it doesn't just cleanse your gut, which we can get into a whole other episode on that, but it cleanses your spirit. It is an invitation to take a spiritual shower, to wash the world off, to clean your inner man or inner woman. Think of it that way. How, how would you like to be cleansed? You know how good it feels when you're, when you're dirty and you get into a shower and afterward you're like, oh, I just feel so clean. Well, cleansing is cleaning your gut out, but it's cleaning your spirit. It's cleaning your inner man and your inner woman. So I'm a, I'm, I probably wouldn't do three days again, but I think 24 hours is great, and I think maybe once or twice a year a good two-day cleanse. And I'm yeah. talking about a water cleanse. Yeah, I mean, well, there's so many different ways you can fast. There's, you know, sunset fast where you break it at night. Um, there's uh, things where you just specialize fast where you're just fasting from something specific that is really overtaking you. You know, the idea of a fast is to sacrifice something to the Lord. It pleases him. Um, it's it's a way of giving up something of our flesh and our desire uh, to seek more of his face and more of his word. So you replace the time where you would normally be eating or where you'd be hunger with yeah. prayer, with, with uh, knowledge, with wisdom, with reading the Bible, with, with watching a documentary on, um, you know, on scripture and on uh, biblical prophecy. Like the, just fill your cup with more of him. And that's the idea is just, yeah. is to fill yourself. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to, when it comes to being turned on and what, you know, essentially we're here to do, you know, I mean, turn again, turned on means so many different things, but if we were to, if we were strip every layer away of what it is, it's like when you're turned on for God, there's no room for much else. Meaning I shouldn't, I shouldn't have, um, 
things that overtake my life like an idol where I give it more attention than him. I mean, listen, for crying out loud, do an audit on your phone and find out how long you're on social media. And then ask yourself, is that how long you spend with the Lord each day? Or is it the other way around? Yeah. Well, think about That's how- all we need to do. It's just revealing. It just reveals to ourselves. And now you don't have to sit around and feel bad, bad about it. And it's just repent and, and take small steps every day, you know, to flip the switch, to get, to get back. To where you once belong. To where, to where you once belong. <laughs> well, think about how many times we rush in our modern day versus because, you know, people are people are shunning the Bible right now when they in schools and stuff because they're saying it's an old book and it's not relative to our modern culture. And I think it's just the opposite. I think it's more relative than ever. But cert- certainly times have changed. There wasn't as many distractions. So think about what happens when people seek a quick comfort. We're always we're always seeking that dopamine. And and when I when I wrote turned on, I actually. Uh, interviewed a professor from Georgetown University who talked about this dopamine effect that our social media is giving us. So we are literally on a drug all day. And I say that kind of in jest and, and to get your attention, but I say that because it's true. If you have your phone in your hand, you are a drug addict, and we are too, because um, it is a dopamine effect. You are getting dopamine hits from that cell phone. And in our current culture, we are too quick to rush for comfort. We rush for comfort in a bottle. We rush for comfort in fast food. We rush for comfort in cheap sex. We rush for comfort in, in shopping online. We rush for comfort in television and distraction. And that's why we're not hearing more from God. Where is God today? Everyone, why, where is God? And there's a revival going on. Yeah, I hear it. I know it. I'm waiting for it. I see it. But a lot of us are still distracted. And Luke 12, 23 says, life's more than food. Life's more than clothes. I'll go, I'll go farther. It's, it's, it's more than the show Tombstone. It's more than Starbucks. It's more than football. It's more than beer. You know, it's more than all these things. God wants us to enjoy this life, but life is more than that. So let's not lose f- sight of what he's asking us to do. Fasting is about renewing your obedience. It's about getting through trials. John MacArthur says, it's okay to bear pain. If you're going through trials in your life, you want trials, he says, because that's the proof. That's the proof of you're not going to collapse under a trial when you can get through it. Think about what you're going through right now, whatever it may be. If you can get through it, it's just like a workout. If you can get through this workout, you're going to prove to yourself that you were strong enough and you didn't quit. Well, if you can get through this trial, John MacArthur says, it's okay, because that's going to prove it. On the other hand, if you blame God for your trial, and you can't get through it, and you just want to blame God, and you want to reject that invitation, then you're betraying the gift of salvation. You're betraying the gift of grace, that, that invitation that we talked about. So getting through hardship is, is one of those things that it's not fun. We'd love to escape it. We'd love to be, go through this life without trials, without having to be tested. But these things confirm and they strengthen and they establish your inner man or woman. Again, without that cliche, no pain, no gain, I get it. But these are the lessons that we have to get through these trials. And the best way, if you're going through something right now, is to get alone. Get alone with the Lord. Wait on a word. Wait on him. 
Because the problem becomes we become too impatient, too distracted, and we're not turned on or tuned in. We are tuned out and turned off. So fasting forces us to do both, not just from food, but from social media. Fast from social media. and even I even fasted from my family, not because I wanted to, but because sometimes you need to get alone. Men, mm-hmm. sometimes you need to get alone with God away from the family, and he'll give you a word. And Angelique did the same. Women, seek his face. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important. It's, it's men, especially as they're called to be the leader of the family. You know, you, you've got to, you have to get alone. Um, women have a harder time getting alone because most of us have children <laughs> um, that are married. But um, again, it, waiting on him is often very hard to do. And, um, you know, look, the enemy comes to kill, still and destroy. Simple as that. Yeah. I mean, he prowls around like a roaring lion waiting to attack. So we've been, we've been under it and we've been through it. But guess what? I want to remind you that you get to tell the devil no. You get to tell him no. And the reason why he's on your tail is because God has something for you on the other side of a door. And that door is where you're waiting for the Lord to answer it. And on the other side of that door is the Lord waiting for you to answer to him. So it's just, it's one of those things that I have to constantly be reminded of. And um, it's definitely difficult um, to explain when you're in it. It's difficult to navigate because you can often feel hurried or challenged or under attack or confused. And at the end of the day, you have to remember something. If you feel a lack of peace, if you feel confusion, if you feel anger, bitterness, resentment, impatience, all of those things, they are not of God. So you have to ask yourself why you're feeling those things. You're going to be, you, that means you are under the attack of the enemy. And again, you get to tell him no. You get to tell him no. Amen. You know, that is a good that is a good word, Ange, because if if we're gonna wrap this up, you need to hear that. You need to hear that you are in control, that you have you have the greatest power. You have a weapon uh in the term of the Holy Spirit that you don't fight alone, you know? And that's why when we when we wait, when we listen, when we lean in, when we lean in, that's where we find the truth. I'll tell you what. Um, one of the best things that I can give you is that song that I would tell you about is because he says, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to listen, and I'm going to trust in your goodness. It says he will renew your strength. He will get you a little bit stronger because breakthrough is coming. Provision is coming. Clarity is coming. Watch what God does in your rest sometimes rather than trying to push too many buttons. You know, the last the last thing I want to say is a lot of people out there say, well, I have a hard time finding him. Um, I just have a hard time. Maybe it's in belief. Maybe it's in proximity. Maybe it's in something where when you grew up, um, it wasn't the ideal situation. It wasn't that your, your faith was always there and you were church hurt 
or you're like, I was church disappointed. And so think about this. There was a time when I was looking out that same window and we have a flag in our backyard and I'm looking at the flag and it's moving and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, I can't see the wind, right? But I know it's there. Why do I know it's there? Because obviously the flag's moving. Well, what is the wind? What is the wind is the the breath. The we, we can look at the ruach and the in the Hebrew word ruach was the breath of God and and it's what he created the world with and it's what he breathed into Adam. And when you think about it, my friends, you don't have to see something to know that it's moving something. If you look at a flag and it's moving and it's waving, you know something's moving and it's not doing on its own. And so why can't we just make that assumption then that we don't have to see God to know that he's working? We can feel him. Have you ever been in, in a really bad windstorm when the wind has almost knocked you over and as an adult, mm-hmm. when you've seen it you know, move things down the street? Wind is powerful, but nobody here can say, hey, there goes the wind. I see it. You, you couldn't describe the wind, but it's there because it moves things, and it's the same way God is. He's working on us. He's doing these things, but he needs us to hear him. And the only way we can hear him is to know that we are waiting on him and that we are listening on him and that this is going to be the one thing that we need right here. It says, get a little stronger. Get a little stronger. Breakthrough is coming. Provision is coming. Clarity is coming. Strength is coming. Revival is coming. It's coming when we get turned on. It's coming when we lean in. It's coming when we seek the face of God, when we get quiet. My friends, wait on the Lord. Seek His face. Get alone with Him. He's going to talk to you. He's going to move you.